Hi, everybody, and thank you for joining me on today's Talking Shit with Heather. We have special guest Sharon from Lime Warrior. She's a community engagement and event coordinator. She wears many, many hats over there, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But I'm Heather Gray with Discovering Health, also aka Lime Boss. Um, Talking Shit, why is that the name of this podcast? It's twofold. One is, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. Um, and the other is, you know, I am a practitioner and sometimes I do have other practitioners on the call and we are literally talking about shit. You know, one of the best episodes I've done was a woman who founded a company all about coffee enemas, right? So, and then the other part is that I found that um, I want people to tell their shit story, right? Their shit storm, what got them into doing what they're doing right now? Because most of us alternative healers, you know, um, advocates, there's a reason we got into this work, right? And the re in the way that it can heal, the way that we touch people is by bringing that shit storm story out of the dark, right? And into the light so it can be healed. So nothing is really off limits. Um, you know, I, I want, I want to feel your heart. I want to know, you know, why you do what you do. So Sharon, um, oh, sorry. So I help professional motivated women with Lyme who are over being told that their health issues are in their head by reducing chronic pain, addressing gut, embarrassing gut issues, and conquering brain fog naturally so that they can get back to a productive, joy-filled life. So that's what I do at uh, Discovering Health. But now let's talk to Miss Sharon here. We were just kind of having a joke with her name. It's like, shut up, Sharon. But she's like, but I don't want to shut up. And, and I actually, I don't want you to shut up. I want you to tell your shit story. So Sharon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> Well, we've only got 30 minutes, so, you know, okay. just keep that in mind. Okay, so Cliff Notes version of Sharon, I have probably been sick since about 13. Um, I used to go hunting with my dad all the time. Um, Mom used to always find ticks, even in the most unmentionable places. But back then, you know, we didn't know anything about it and certainly wasn't a problem in Texas that we knew of. Um, so I kind of had health issues pretty much throughout my entire life, unexplainable. It was always all in my head. My lab work was always normal. You know, the typical that you hear from every other Lyme patient, um, diagnosed with everything from depression, anxiety, um, fibro, I mean, you name it, whatever. That was going to be the title of my book. When, When I decided to write it was, I told you I'm not crazy. Yeah, the realities, of, the realities of Lyme disease, right? Because that is all, almost all of us have been told that we're insane mm-hmm. on antidepressants and, you know, and most yeah. of the time we respond opposite to a lot of those drugs, right? So there's, I don't know, how did you respond to that stuff? Um, my body did not like the medications, especially the anxiety and the depression. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I had very adverse reactions to that. It actually made me worse. Um, And then, I don't know, I had my first child, which was very hard to conceive. Um, I actually really didn't think that I could have kids. And then we finally decided that we just weren't going to have kids. Um, And then immediately after we decided to travel the world, that's when I found out I was pregnant with my first child, which was fine. Um, She's super. And right after I had her... I started feeling worse. Lots of fatigue where I literally could not get through the day. Um, Having to nap 
<laughs> on my lunch breaks. And it just kind of slowly declined after that. And then, of course, we noticed she was having all kinds of weird, I guess, psychological issues. I mean, she was a little almost cuckoo. <laughs> Very aggressive behaviors. Um, she had a, an evil side she would talk about, like my dark side, my mean girl side. Um, and then, you know, her normal, awesome, adorable side. But at what age did that start to show up? Toddler, late toddler. Wow. Um, she was an excessive biter. <laughs> Oh, to this day, she thinks it's hilarious she loves it when I tell her stories she would bite anybody and everything um oh, she, no. she was sassy she would bite somebody and then put herself in touch <laughs> yeah especially in Texas I could see him telling you that too we put a muzzle your kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> no her teachers were luckily they were my friends um but they would hand her to me crying like she bit 12 times today I don't know what to do with that <laughs> oh my god um and then after that as she developed she started getting more aggression um and then when I was pregnant with Audra her younger sister it really became more aggressive um you know flipping tables throwing chairs in the classroom and this was very not like her behavior. I mean, she was such a cool kid, still is an incredible, you met her. Um, she's just an awesome girl. So oh, when yeah, she yeah. had those moments, it was like, what the hell right. is happening? I mean, it was like a hostile takeover or something. Um, Lime rage is a real thing. And I, I struggled with that for so freaking long and man, it's, it's so tough because I, you've met me, right? I'm yeah. not that person either, right? And I always felt like it was like the Hulk took over, right? It was like Hulk smash, you know. And yes. there's no, there's no bandwidth. People are like, just count to ten, or just this, or just that. The, the people don't realize there's no bandwidth. There's only yes. reaction. Yes. There's yes. only reaction, and then to beat somebody up and and make them wrong for their reaction only makes things worse because then they get in their head that they're broken. What's wrong with me? Like, it's a whole vicious cycle. All of those things, 100%. Yes. I mean, I have felt that. And when the rage hits, it's just, you don't even know what's happening until it's over. And people don't get that. They're like, well, you need to calm down. You can't behave like that. Well, no shit. <laughs> I, I know this as an adult, but when it's happening, there's, there is no self-control. It's just, like you said, it's the Hulk. It just, it's, it just really? takes over. And then once it's gone, you're like, what I didn't done. say that did I right did I really do that yeah, yeah. I, I always tell my ex-husband it felt like that I was in the passenger seat watching like it was a like an out-of-body experience almost yes. like Heather stop Heather what are you doing Heather why are you talking like that but in the moment there, there was no there was no stopping it and then afterwards no. it's just this pure grief and regret of the way you hurt your loved ones yeah right I always feel like I'm living in a fishbowl you know, like you're in this little bubble and you're watching life happening around you, but you can't really feel engaged enough to be a part of it. Like, I mean, I know I have life. I have a good life. I have a great family. Um, you know, I have an incredible ranch. It's beautiful, but I don't really feel like I'm a part of life. Mm -hmm. I feel very 
separated, even when there's people all around, you know? No, absolutely. Really, I don't know how to explain that to mm. other people. I mean, I know other Lymies get it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a yeah. strange, it's almost kind of like being a zombie, you know, I'm not dead, but I'm not really alive either. You know, I mean, explain it with, you know, those commercials of, uh, feel clarity and clear, you know, and so they'll show, yeah. they'll show the screen and it's a little off color and it's a little out of focus. Right. And then they're like, be clarity and clear. And it's actually clear and crisp. And so I used to tell my ex-husband that I felt like I was always in that commercial where I'm, I'm here and I'm seeing it and I'm experiencing it, but I'm not clarity and clear. Right. Like it's no. not, it's not landing completely. Yeah, definitely. So what kind of symptoms did you experience? I mean, like when you said that, you know, from 13 on, you know, I had, no, you said you had a hard time conceiving, um, some fatigue, but you know, what were some of the things that you've gone through? Um, most of my life, well, early age, teenage to late teenage to early twenties, um, Definitely a little bit of fatigue off and on. Um, it wasn't bad during the day, but it was bad at night. Like my mom never even had to give me a curfew. I just came home because I was tired. I think it was by like 9.30. I was like the only high school kid that'd be like leaving the party. I gotta go guys. I'm sorry. Um, my face would fall asleep all the time. Um, like, my, like my cheeks felt like they were falling asleep. Uh, weird sensation. I've never had that happen before. It's it's weird. It's not like, that's be weird. Um, headaches, migraines. Oh my gosh. Debilitating. Like I couldn't speak. I couldn't have light. My mom and I came up with our own little sign language so that she could know how to take care of me. Whoa. Um, I don't remember any of it, <laughs> but, and I had this cute little bell. If I needed something, I'd like flick it across the room so she could hear it bang against the wall. Cause I couldn't speak. Um, it was awful. Ah, what else? muscle pain. Uh, as I got older, after I had the girls weight loss, extreme weight loss. I mean, I've always been a pretty lightweight character until recently. Um, but I dropped to like 110, 112 and my stomach started caving in. And that's when I knew this is not okay. I was even, I, at first I was having fun with it. Like I was eating whatever brownies for lunch. I was like showing shit in my face, whatever. I was like, whatever, this is fun. I keep losing. I cannot stop. It's great. But then when my stomach started caving in and I knew that I was eating like trash, I was like, something's wrong and I'm scared. Um, but I was fine because the lab work was fine, you know? So I'm trying to think what else after that, I just, oh, I was diagnosed with parvo, like human parvo. And because I was dealing with a lot of muscle and joint pain. Mm -hmm. uh, and but can't they test for parvo? Just like yeah, it came up on blood work with my primary and I didn't know what it was. I thought only animals got it. I know. I was like, I didn't know you. <laughs> but apparently there's a human form and it's. Oh, and look at you, you got it. I did. Um, but then when I, the pain would not go away. So mm -hmm. I went to a bone doctor. I forget what they're called. He was the worst person in the entire world. I'm almost positive. He's Satan spawn. Mm -hmm. um, he laughed at me. <laughs> And told me that I needed to quit begging for attention 
There was nothing wrong with me. The parvo that showed up on my blood work was from uh, ages ago. He could tell that it was old flags or whatever. I don't know how to read blood work. So, and he literally sent me out in tears, told me that I was a hypochondriac and I needed to stop begging for attention. He was the worst. Um, Sounds horrible. Yes. Um, and then after that, it was just mostly random muscle and joint pain. Like I'd always feel like I sprained my ankle, but I knew I never did. Uh, wrists, fingers would always swell. And I mean, it became hard to write with. Um, bloating, skin burning, my brain burns. Ugh. It's hard to think. It's hard to focus. And when I do, it's, it's like it's on fire up there. Can't think clearly. Uh, honestly, I'm pretty proud that I've gotten far <laughs> this far in our interview. Right. Isn't that fun when we talk about like the shit that we used to deal with? Because sometimes, you know, you get so far into your journey and, and if you've come around the other end, like, thank God we have, right? And so that I put that stuff clear in the back. And so it's funny going through this journey again and reliving it and telling my story. And it's just like, holy shit, I have come a long way. Yeah. Well, see, and sometimes I feel like I've come a long way with some things and then others like just brand new symptoms are developing. Mm. And, you know, as soon as you feel like you've taken a step forward, you feel like you just get punched in the gut and then you're thrown two steps back and you're like, well, what the fuck? I thought we were, I thought we were making progress. Right. Um, so I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, I was until I, I got some COVID and then I've definitely been dealing with some long haulers type thing. Um, but for the most part, I'm, I'm not dealing with, I mean, a little bit of back pain and a little bit of brain fog and that's about it. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, so how did you come about finding Lyme Warrior? I was looking for medical grants for Mara. There wasn't really, there's not really a whole lot out there for adults, um, which we can talk about later if there's time, but I was looking for something to help me with the cost of treatment because I can't work full-time. Uh, I can't even hold a, a normal, steady, part-time job. Um, so money is <laughs> clearly not there. And this is definitely no poor man's disease. So I was looking for grants to help with Mara and I stumbled across Lime Warrior smile boxes and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So I started looking into it and signed Mara up for a smile box. And when she got it, it just lit up her world. Like it made her day. And it was just each box is, is filled with something tailored for that child. So, um, with Mara, it had, uh, sports books and a dream catcher, art supplies, uh, Lime Warrior swag. And it was, it was just perfect. And then after that, seeing her reaction and how much it validated her, she felt important. She felt good for a good 20 minutes. She just was lit up like a little Christmas tree. So I reached out to Lauren and I said, I don't know what I'm capable of. And I don't even know if I have any sort of qualifications whatsoever, but if there's a way to be a part of this, I want to help. So 
we just kind of started volunteering and then I kind of threw Mara into it too. And we both started volunteering together. Um, and then it just kind of dominoed from there. Then we did, a, we had this one fundraiser we called the Lime Warrior Throwdown. And I it was fun. It was <laughs> what kind of it, throwdown? I'm sorry. I was thinking smacking. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, so we had to come up with challenges for ourselves. So Mara came up with some, I came up with some. And if you met that challenge, um, reaching so much money in a donation, you had to do something either funny or a little outrageous. Um, like I dyed my hair green after I made so much money. Mara dyed her horse's hair green and we, you know, colored all over the horse with green, lime green paint. Um, we silly stringed her coach, her cross country coach. Uh, I don't remember what else. Oh, we had to go into public in our pajamas wearing lime warrior shirts. And then the big one was if we earned so much money, we would throw or Mara was going to run a 10K. And we got closer to that dollar point. And I was like, I'm terrified. You can't handle a 10K. I mean, sometimes she can run forever. And then others, she can run a mile and, you know, I'll be putting her on a gurney kind of thing. Um, so we decided to just make it a little 5K. So two and a half miles or whatever a 5K is. Um, clearly I'm not the runner in the family. And then somehow it kind of dominoed into a public 5k. And so that was my first Johnson city 5k. And that's how our annual 5ks got started. Um, I was always a little kind of wondered about that because I'm like, okay, Lyme disease 5k, like how many folks do you know with Lyme disease can actually run? Like, I don't understand this fundraiser. Yeah, <laughs> actually not a lot. Um, the way we throw it though, is we encourage anyone, you know, if you can wheel it, wheel it, come in a wagon, uh, walk it, just come and sit and hang out with us. Cause I don't, I can't even walk it. Um, so I just host it and hang out with everybody. Mark can run it. Um, some Lyme patients can, others can't, you know? Right, right, right. So, Awesome. So how long has Lime Warrior been around? This, I believe, is our fifth year. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's and awesome. every year we get a little bigger and stronger and better and smarter. And I feel like we are able to have a much better outreach, you know, as we grow. And I don't know, it's pretty incredible. We do three main fundraisers a year. We do ink to end lime, which every February we like tattoos ink. Yes, ma'am. No. Um, yes, we get tattoo parlors across the nation to join us. Uh, and they pick a day in February or around February. Um, and they choose to either collect donations or to do flash sheets. And a, a portion of what they make on that day or days, they donate it back to Lime Warrior. Hmm. Um, we do, of course, the 5Ks in May, and those are growing every year. We have more people doing virtual ones or meetup kind of 5Ks. 
And then of course we have the one here in Johnson City. We usually have one in Alabama with one of our other volunteers and then Lawrence in Virginia with her. And then I'm getting lots of interest for other people to join us next year. So I'm hoping that it's spreading and growing and becoming a thing. And then we also do massage, massage away line. Ooh, and that one, that one I can be a part of. <laughs> yeah. That one's in September. So we get massage, um, other more holistic type treatment pla- places, I guess. Um, and they do the same kind of thing as the ink to end line. They choose a day or days and they donate a percentage of what they earn back to Lime Warrior. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Yay. Cool. So do you know, like, what was uh, Lauren's vision when she started it? What was the whole? I'm not sure a hundred percent. Honestly, she's told me and. Lime brain. <laughs> it is real. Um, the struggle is real. She was very sick and knowing that there treatment is ridiculous testing is ridiculous her and I hope that I'm wrong if I'm not wait hold on see now I'm starting to stutter um hopefully I'm not misinterpreting her start but I'm pretty positive that her goal was to just better the future of Lyme disease for Lyme patients because right now as we all know it's It's not ideal. I mean, we're not taken seriously by mainstream medical community. Um, And it's hard, especially when you can't afford it because everything's out of pocket or at least 90% of everything is out of pocket. Um, So it's just, it's hard. Yeah. And I think, well, I don't think, I know she wants to make sure that we can make it a little bit easier for patients in the future. So. Amen. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Amen. My kitty cat is being weird. Um, get out of here. <laughs> she never bothers me and she, and she's walking around the house crying. And then now she came in here. It's, I mean, it's close to lunch, but it's not like still a half hour. <laughs> so I'm not sure what she's doing, but uh, anywho. Um, awesome. So obviously I'll get some links for you. So from you that I'll post up when we do this, so people can reach out to Lime Warrior and either donate or, and like me, we still need to figure out a place to plug me in. Cause I, I want to volunteer. So that'd be um, awesome. Talked about that in Connecticut. So super excited. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a bit of a warrior kind of person to begin with. And then like, I was kind of bummed when I first saw her think and I was like, Oh, Lime Warrior, someone's it's already taken, but Oh, that's <laughs> a really awesome organization. Oh, I really like her. Uh, Oh yeah. Cause I just got my hat. I like her, her symbol, you know, her, um, yes. what I'm looking for her branded, you know, material logo. Like, logo thank you. Yeah. I, I really like her logo. <laughs> this is what happens when you get two line people on a, on mm-hmm. a call together. <laughs> I'm proud of us though. Two brains equal one. <laughs> We're still being coherent. So yay. <laughs> so we still have some time. So what have most people ask, what, what have you done um, as far as treatment goes and what have you found that's kind of worked? And mm. 
Yeah. What? Wow. Okay. So, um, what? I have been, let's see. Well, after I finally got diagnosed, um, I've seen a few different Lyme doctors, um, which are very sparse here in Texas. Mm. Um, I've seen a naturopath, an herbalist, uh, we've done antibiotics. We've done the herbal route. Antibiotics did not do well with us. Um, I actually started losing weight again. Um, but that was, I think probably the best part of the antibiotics. Mara got extremely sick. Um, we don't know which one it was, but one of them or the combination of dropped her platelet count to an extremely critical level, which we were terrified. Um, that was the antibiotics. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, she ended up in the hospital. She was like this close to a transfusion. Um, and so we decided we're not doing antibiotics anymore. I know that they've helped so many people, so I'm certainly not going to talk bad about them, but they're not for us for sure. Um, I mean, I've heard stories where they've saved lives. So true, truly. But I think for us sticking with the natural routes, definitely more for our bodies, I guess. Um, Mara and I are doing a lot of uh, Nutramedics and then herbal, other herbal stuff. Um, I still use my um, herbalist from Connecticut for certain tinctures. Um, so we're kind of like a little hodgepodge of shenanigans. Uh, my youngest, she uses beyond balance and that seems to be doing really well, like keeping her somewhat contained. Um, I would definitely not say that she's in remission or anything because there's still too many red flags but she's at a very very high functioning level so that's good um I don't know it's kind of hard because we're treating all three of us girls and what works for one of us doesn't work for the other one and you know vice versa so we're just still playing around Mara's made huge improvements. And I think seeing the herbalist and the naturopath, I think that's what really got her over her worst parts. Um, And now we're kind of at a plateau, um, which is better than being where we used to be. So, but I feel like we still have so far to go. That has got to be so tough. I mean, really the only one I ever had to worry about was myself. Um, You know, I, I more than likely passed it along to my kid and he definitely had some some mental health issues when he was younger, um, you know, celiac, which I think actually has more to do with a lot of his stuff, un, you know, undiagnosed or even diagnosed, but that was, they told us to do was to stay off of gluten, which there's so much more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I've, I've got, I've been lucky in the fact that I've really only had to focus on myself. Like I, I can't even imagine kind of financial hardships and I mean, everything that you guys have been through putting three people through treatment, like that's absolutely ludicrous. It's, it's rough. Um, it has definitely ruined us financially, especially because I can't, I can't work a normal job. I mean, I sub and at the, at the high school and the middle school here, um, 
I try to run my own company, which is not a great businesswoman. I think we've talked about this. Um, so I make all natural bath salts and soaps to try to help us live clean. Um, Ooh, yay. Get the toxins away. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then of course I work part-time for Lime Warrior. So, I mean, I have all these random odd jobs, but it doesn't add up enough to support a family. That's for sure. So no, absolutely. That is my goal someday is that hopefully my business takes off to the point where I can start taking a certain percentage from regular paying clients and put it aside to start some sort of a, a nonprofit to help, you know, with lab tests and supplements and, you know, the whole thing. Cause I know when I was going through treatment, I was stupid, stupid broke and was very resentful towards a lot of functional practitioners because I was like, well, what? Only rich people get to feel better? Yeah. But I, I did find a way, you know, I did fundraisers for myself. I did, you know, sometimes the old adage is when there's a will, there's a way. And sometimes I think God does that on purpose just to kind of see if we really want it, right? Yep. You know, it's probably going to piss some people off who are still kind of stuck in this that's okay. Kind of victim mentality, but yeah. I don't know, man, I, I have found a way more than once and yes, I've gone through bankruptcy and yes, yep. I've done fundraisers and yes, but that's how bad I wanted it. Yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, so it's kind of funny because as a practitioner now, you know, I'm charging what I was resentful for back in the day. But like I said, though, I can take a certain percentage of that and help others out where I can't help others out if I'm flat broke. Yeah. Right? You know, Absolutely. So, so there's been a bit of a money mindset thing that I've had to do as well as, you know, the, the health mindset thing, right? Cause, um, it's, it's a real, and there's all kinds of studies out there that show people, you know, who have certain mindsets get better. Right. And the people who get kind of stuck in that, yes, that victim, that everything is tragedy and no more, you know, that fear, right. Ah, scarcity, you know, have a tendency to not get better. You know, and it's easy to fall into that. So easy. And that's the it's sad thing so I've this with Lyme folks too and myself. Like when we finally do get a diagnosis because we haven't been listened to for so long, we yeah. kind of take that and wrap it us around us like a nice warm blanket. And I was like, oh, I have my answer. But I was like, shit, I got to get out of this blanket if I actually want to get better. And then the rabbit hole happens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 It's quite the, uh, the fascinating journey for sure. Um, so like what? you know, we're getting close to the end here. What words of like inspiration would you have for folks? Oh, most importantly, never give up. Never give up. It's so cheesy and it's so easy to say that, but it's absolutely never give up. And for me, God has gotten me through where I'm, you know, he's put me where I'm at. I know he's got me on a very specific journey. Um, I'm not always excited about it. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I think it straight up sucks, but um, I know he's got a purpose for me. And he, like you said earlier, I've gotten through so much financially, like you said, the bankruptcy. I mean, it was embarrassing when it happened, but what, you know, what are you, what are you do? There's that whatever. It's a fresh start. We're starting from here. We're moving forward. Um, you know, uh, so for those who even have a slight inkling of faith, grasp it, hang on to it and trust that he's got a plan and 
you know, it sounds cheesy and I know that's going to really upset a lot of people. And I don't know how to answer the ones that say, why would he, why would he put this on our plates? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Ask him. Um, what did you sign up for? <laughs> yeah. So my advice would be to just hang on there and find some sort of support, even if you can't find it at home, because there's a lot of us who don't find it at home. Right. It's not there. I mean, I do have it with my girls, but that's it. Right. Um, that's just because they get it and we have a good connection. If you can't find it at home, find it somewhere else. There are people out there. So, you know, you know, it's, it's, you always feel isolated. I mean, I do. I always feel super isolated, but you're not really. There's people online like you and Jessica Snader and Lauren Lovejoy, you know, all these incredible other people out there who, if you want, they will pick up the phone and they will pray with you. Or if you just want to cry to them, they'll totally listen to you. And it's okay that if you've never met them in person, like I've had so many Lyme friends through social media and I've never met most of them. Until the until we went to the the convention in Connecticut, then I finally got to meet a great handful of you guys, um, and that was incredible. I had so much freaking fun. People were like, oh, it was "Fun at a Lyme conference?" I'm like, "You have no idea." Like, and and it was geared towards practitioners, so they were speaking my language, right? And then I was around other people who understood my journey and yeah. what to do. Like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Like, Me too. <laughs> yes, it was so, awesome. Yeah, the I mean, is huge, 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 huge. You can't do this alone. Nope, definitely not. Not, not if you want to survive. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No. I think that's another blessing that it's taught me, right? It's because I was brought up by a very independent, proud woman. And then I was a very independent, proud woman. And I had to really learn how to humble myself and mm. ask for help, ask mm-hmm. what I need, be my own health advocate. Like, oh gosh, see, those are great advices too. Definitely be your own self advocate. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Growing up in a very Southern household, you don't ask for help. That's not, I mean, you want something done, you get out and you go do it yourself or you barter for it. You know, you don't ever, ever show shame and weakness um, until you get sick. (laughs) And then you realize, you know what? That's got to go to the wayside. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Absolutely. If I wouldn't have asked for help, I wouldn't have gotten grants for my children, you know, and that was life-saving literally on so many levels. <laughs> so yeah, my Nutramedics, my, my dose was 30 minutes before lunch. So just did my dose. <laughs> <laughs> Our whole lives are on timers. Yes, that's true. Awesome. Well, Sharon, I so appreciate you being on with me today and telling your story. Thank you for being vulnerable. And like I said, hopefully somebody out there has heard something that's resonated with this and they can reach out to Lime Warrior for help. They can find my page, Lime Boss, and there are a ton of resources out there. You just got to look and don't give up. Absolutely. Have a healthy day. Yeah. Thank you.